This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. Hello, kia ora koutou and welcome along to the New Zealand Charity Podcast, the show that helps you to make better contributions to the charitable organisation you serve. I'm your host Thomas Nabs and today we're joined by Linda and Melinda from Kids in Need Waikato. Ladies, welcome. Hi Thomas. Hi there. Thanks for having us. <laughs> it's so good to have you in here. Kids in Need Waikato is a charity which I've watched and followed and supported for years now. Really yeah. envious of the work that you've done. Mm. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about firstly yourselves and then secondly Kids in Need Waikato? Right, I'm, I'm Linda Royal and I started the charity three years ago starting from being a foster parent and then seeing the need for kids in care who need clothing and toys and things that normal kids have. Yeah, and Melinda, can you introduce yourself for us? Hi, my name's Melinda Sudell and I started with Kids in Need at the beginning of this year. I started as uh, just a volunteer, came along, heard that Linda needed some help with admin and that's kind of my thing and so I've been hooked ever since basically. Great, what's hooked you? Linda's an amazing, passionate woman and the cause is really compelling and I just just felt that I could contribute and I just went for it and yeah, I, I'm enjoying every second of it and yeah, I think that we are just heading on the up and up basically and it's mm. wonderful to be part of the growth of such a fantastic charity really. Super. Yeah. Linda, what made you want to start this? So just for the listeners, you can obviously tell that Linda Royal is the founder and she, she's one of the ladies here with us today. What made you want to start Kids in Need? Uh, as a foster carer, having having children turn up who have been uplifted and then they're not just uplifted, they're uplifted by a stranger, a social worker, and then taken to a stranger more than often with just what they're wearing. And, you know, it's so daunting. So having clothes that don't fit them, our first boy came to us with a black rubbish bag. That was his life, and that black rubbish bag actually stunk, and the clothes in it didn't fit him. So he was my spark, and, you know, it's it's just not right. Mm. So the need for, you know, children are being uplifted more and more because of certain elements in the communities uh, like drugs mm. and it's making these kids feel normal giving them clothes that fit them giving them books and toys that they can call their own and making them feel I like to make them feel special but it's making them feel normal yeah you're really caring I can tell you're really passionate about what you do and mm. passionate about the need talk to us what lessons have you learned since starting three years ago I know there's been some evolution in the way that you work and, and what you actually do what what have you learned? I learned that it can grow very fast it just 
took a life of its own and it has actually taken over my life. So uh, kids in need is, if I'm not working it, it's in my head yeah. 24-7. And, and it will be till the day I die. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, I went into this wanting, when I die, I want to know I've made a difference. Yes. And I'm, I'm on that path. Oh, yeah, you're very much mm. on that path. Mm. Yeah. And Melinda, talk to us about, well, Linda firstly, talk to us about the role that Melinda has, has mm. come on board with. So after three years of running Kids in Need pretty much on my own with volunteers, I realised now that I was just blind. I needed somebody to help take the pressure off me. I was just doing too much. It was affecting my health and my family. Yeah, I needed somebody to come and take some of that off me. And Melinda has just been a godsend. She's gone way beyond what I thought someone could do for, for the charity itself. And I call her my best friend. Yeah, it's team. We're a team, and I trust her, and I know she's got the same heart as I have. And Melinda, what roles do you now play within the organisation? So it's it's administration, but it's kind of more than that. It's basically taking the ideas in Linda's head and <laughs> trying to kind of give them structure and make them repeatable and so that we can get other people on board to take some of the jobs that she does all by herself now so that we can have you know rules I guess yes uh, how to do stuff so that someone can come in we can train them and they can do some of the things so Linda doesn't have to just do them 100% on her own. How important is that to establish for the charity? Massively because at the moment, as Linda said, she lives and breathes kids in need, and that's not sustainable in the long term. Yeah. So that's really what we're working on probably over the next year is our big thing is sustainability, so how to take what Linda has started and make a, a group of people around her that can to lift those tasks and do those tasks if she wants to go off and have a holiday for a week or whatever yeah. and so to yeah, support her vision and take it the, to the next level I guess yeah so when you came on board and these I'm calling them systems and processes yep. when they weren't in place yep. how, how did that make you feel were you quite prepared to know that they weren't in place or were you saying Lynn- I, I knew that they were so I'd kind of been given the heads up I'd heard about Linda last year I belonged to a community choir based in Cambridge called Mosaic and uh, they had done a a concert to benefit kids in need Mm -hmm. so I'd heard about the charity but I actually wasn't at the concert I was away on holiday so I didn't never actually got to meet Linda Mm -hmm. but a lot of my fellow choir members did and so they were the ones that I basically got the heads up of you know Linda's really in need and I was kind of looking around for something else to do I wasn't working at the time and so I knew that there was a challenge and when I I think arrived at what we call the kids in need shed so we're where the base of kids and leaders, there was basically stuff everywhere, mm. <laughs> and I was like, "Wow!" I mean, it, you could this there was just so much stuff, but it was just kind of exploding, yes. and so I knew immediately, okay, well, we have to sort this out. And some, in some ways, you know, the COVID lockdown was actually a bit of a blessing because we got some some time. I spent some time in there with Linda, and we just like really. Um, 
put our heads together and thought, okay, well, what's the best way to organise this? And it yep. was just, you know, all the clothes and things needed to be given home so that when you went to find things, you knew where they were so you didn't have to kind of climb over everything. And so that was kind of step one. And then after that, I'd, I worked on the website, which had been there right from the, the beginning of the charity, and it wasn't really serving the need that we needed it for anymore, and we couldn't update it and things like that. So mm-hmm. I kind of put out I, I'd heard about Rocket Spark yep. and knew they were part of the community as well so I basically just emailed them and said hey what can you do mm-hmm. and so that resulted um, in them putting us on to Karen May at Cas Design as well so we put together this website yep. and they've just but everything's kind of snowballed from there you know we just got more and more help from you know various different um, funders and things and they've put us into in touch with other organizations to give us help we call uh, that momentum yeah yeah yep. so yeah community Waikato are now sort of helping us with you know advice and mm-hmm. support and things so once we started on the path yeah it just kept yes mm-hmm. and there are so many people that are really passionate about things that they do but then get to a point that Linda was at and and suffering burnout because they're almost too passionate or they just see the need Linda has been really really done so well to get yourself on board and now we're we're really lucky in the Waikato to be able to reach out to organisations such as Community Waikato which can point you in the right direction not every organizational person within New Zealand has that luxury so there is also the, the good collective of which I'm a, a director and they in any charity or any person within New Zealand wanting to even perhaps start a charity can reach out for further help if you're outside of the Waikato region as well so that's some really good advice and learnings and, and around the development of those systems and processes who does the treasury element within the organization yeah, so we have a board of trustees, yes. and one of the trustees is uh, an, accountant. an accountant. Cool. Mm. So if Joel were to leave, what? who would be the trustee? So we would have to, as a board, or well, I'm not on the board, I, I, I'm the secretary of the board, but I'm not actually a trustee. Yeah. So yeah, the board would have to decide. And so if someone were to step in to do that treasurer's role, is there a treasury operations manual there? No. no. So not yet is the, is the thing. <laughs> That's there, right? a, not yet. So, yeah. and I'm only using that as an example because it's just a, the first element that came to my head. There's treasury mm. role, there's grant funding role, there's health and safety manual, there's also, and hopefully we can get to a place where kids in need might have an induction manual as yep. well. And, and this is what our co-pupper is and this is what we do and, and a thing of how to do absolutely everything so that when someone first comes into the organisation, previously, obviously Linda used to give up weeks and time and then let's say Joel leaves or Melinda leaves, Linda's now back at square one having to retrain someone. But if we can put the Treasury Operations Manual in front, if we can put the something else operations manual, the grant funding operation manual in front, then we've got what we call an asset in terms of the systems and operating manual that can be passed on. And we don't want to get too more, but if anything would happen to Linda, then the organisation can outlive um, Linda and continue on its amazing work as well because we've got these systems and operating manual assets in place. So if you're Mm -hmm. out there listening to this and you're in the situation that Linda was, two or three years ago or perhaps even at the start of this year getting those 
um, operating manuals in place is absolutely key. If you need a hand with that, do reach out to, as I say, Good Collective. They'll be able to put, point you in the right direction in, in community Waikato as well if you're lucky enough to be in this region. Also, happy to send Waterboy and Takuboy to operating manuals on this stuff if you, if you so wish. Look, let's wrap it up there for today. But if you do have any questions, comments or feedback about the show, or if you have any topics you want us to discuss on future shows, be sure to send an email to info at thewaterboy.co.nz subject line New Zealand Charity. If you wish to contact The Good Collective to support your charity or to sign up for businesses to be a service provider to charities, you can email info at thegoodcollective.org.nz. If you're listening to the show via a podcast platform, please be sure to rate, review and subscribe to the show and share it with your friends so that we can help more Kiwis get better support for the organisations they're passionate about. Thanks today to our guests Melinda and Linda from Kids in Need Waikato, to Free FM for their support of this show, to Penny Boyce and Maya Armistead for editing and Credit Shapeshifter for the tunes. Thank you for listening to the New Zealand Charity Podcast. I'm your host, Thomas Nabs, and we'll be back again tomorrow with even more tips, tricks, hacks, and learnings to help you accelerate your impact and create an even stronger New Zealand. Episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices, or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.